Hello everyone and welcome to Sights on Sinnoh, episode 44. We are covering episodes 20 and 21 of Battle Dimension this week. And I am joined by JM. How are you today? I'm pretty well, Will. I've been uh, doing a lot of chain fishing in Auras recently. So that's been my current Pokemon hobby. Oh, for Phoebus? Uh, for everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've I've gotten everything in Auras and I've moved to X. I believe overfishing, JM. What was that? I believe that's called overfishing. I think you I know. I've I've completely ruined the oh. aquatic <laughs> ecosystems of Hoenn and Kalos. You know, is it was gonna be you or global warming, whichever came first. Um, but this week we're talking about a few different ecosystems, but uh, referencing some that we've seen in the past as we jump into this first episode, uh, featuring a an interesting uh, development for our characters called Pika and Goliath. Um, I I don't think this is a bad title actually. I think it works. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's a good title. Uh. It kind of, like, you can get a glimpse of what we're going to see just from that title. Yeah. Definitely. So that's cool. Right. There, there's some relevance there, which is more than I can say for a lot of the titles in uh, this season. But anyway, this starts off with our heroes just kind of eating uh, in the middle of their travels. Um, some of the food like rolls down the hill and Pikachu and Piplup are, are clearly starving. So they go down and try and pick up that piece of food where they run into a Pichu who is accompanied by a trainer. And this mm -hmm. trainer is named Sho. I mean, so, he has a longer title, but I don't think anyone remembers it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a mouthful for sure. But Sho is an interesting character that like, I feel at some point in your life as a trainer, you want to do this, which is collect an evolutionary line of Pokemon. I mean, like, use it on your team? I never had that. I, I mean, I collect for, like, living decks purposes, sure. Not even, like, an evolution team? No, I've never run an evolution really? team. Although, I think that okay. would be a fun gimmick to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just in general, I always like, if if I really like two or three Pokemon part of the same evolution line, I try to, like, just for fun, have them on my team. Um, or even in Pokemon Camp, like, get to see all the different stages work together. Uh, That's but this, fair. Yeah, but this is very explicitly him using it more for for battle, at least as far as we can tell, since only one of his Pokemon battles. But it's revealed here that he has a Raichu as well, along with his Pichu, and tries to just go in on what he believes is a wild Pikachu. And um, we get an Iron Tail face-off between Ash's Pikachu and his Raichu. Uh, and from there on, he's like, oh, that's yours? Let's trade. Like, he wants that evolutionary set, which he explains what it is. is one Pokemon at each stage in that Pokemon's evolutionary line. So in this case, it's Pichu, Pikachu, and Raichu. Um, yeah, and he's like really desperate for this. Like, he yeah. not only wants to trade like one Pokemon, like he's gonna give Ash like the Magnemite line. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> at least for Magnezel. Like, yeah, 
Um, also, he's like what, willing to go multiple though for one, yeah. which is wild. And what's funny is like you're closer to getting a full evolutionary line if you don't trade away those Magnemite and Magneton. <laughs> um, right. Because now you just need one more after that. Uh, but of course, Ash is like, no, multiple times, just telling him to stop it until he challenges him to a battle. Um, and then saying like, and if you lose, like he keeps trying to put this these terms on Ash that are like, if you lose, uh, I get Pikachu, and he's like, no, <laughs> no, no one, no one does that. Yeah. So uh, good on Ash for not just falling for this dumb trick. Between like his desperation and like his constant use of like late nineties, early two thousands terminology, I, mm-hmm. I just can't stand this guy. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> and He's I think not great. The, the show very clearly wants you to hate him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you did the job. Uh, even later on, I feel like there's some toxic masculinity. So I'm like, okay, yeah, your grave is dug, buddy. Jump in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is when we cut to uh, the battlefield. And this all moves very quickly, which I think yeah. is good for the most part. Like so many others, I feel like would would have Dawn pull out her Pokedex like twice. <laughs> Exactly. I I think the focus, like, it's very much an Ash and Pikachu episode, which we haven't had mm-hmm. too much of recently because he's been focused on Chimchar, mm-hmm. slightly on Tartwig, but mostly Chimchar. <laughs> uh, and then also got a Gligar, so that's, you know, a whole story in itself. And, yeah, he's... you know, traded for Buizel. Like, a, a lot mm-hmm. has happened on Ash's team this season. So I think going back to the roots of Ash and Pikachu is pretty good here. Yes. And getting some callbacks that we'll see here in a little bit. Definitely. And you know what's another interesting point in terms of Pikachu's screen time here? What? Ash's Pikachu and Dawn's Ambipom have been in the exact same amount of gym battles this region. Two each? Yeah. Oh, are you counting... Are you counting Dawn's gym battle? Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So I find that really funny that where people are always saying like, oh, Pikachu should be extremely overleveled. But if you think about it, there's a ton of instances like this where Ash wants to show off the new Pokemon or the writers do because they're promoting the games, of course. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, that's funny. Like <laughs> Pikachu has not competed in the last two gym battles and his APOM has actually... No, his APOM's now been in more, technically, because it was in the first, second, and now third gym, only under Dawn for the third one. Dang. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think this was a... Yeah, so that's why I found this really refreshing as well, I'd say. As the battle starts, Dawn's like, just make sure you don't lose, because she's like us. They're like, this guy sucks. Yeah, Dawn has a lot of odd lines. (laughs) Like, thanks, Dawn. Really helpful. And before this, she's like <laughs> incredibly shocked that this guy wants a full evolutionary set. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I've never met anyone who's wanted to do that. I'm like, surely there's got to be at least one person who's you've seen before who specializes in something like this. Have we, though? Like, think about it. Who this season even comes close to that, though? 
Mm, probably any of the gym leaders, I would think. Just because they're monotype. Yeah, even, I would... Even then. Sino yeah. surprisingly does a good job of trying to not do, like, duplicates or same evolutionary line. Oh, you mean um, we don't have Lance with three Dragonites? <laughs> <laughs> or Blaine with Ponyta and Rapidash and another Ponyta? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. I saw a video recently, actually, about this. And surprising no one, Jojo has the worst because yeah reasons <laughs> yeah because joe though but sino surprisingly does a good job later on in diamond and pearl there is a a trainer who has an ambipom for like no reason mm. but at least early it's it they're, they're pretty diverse in their teams which is nice so yeah that might be why she's a bit surprised like as far as she understands battling like evolve everything like get it going like if you can make it more yeah. powerful why not Exactly. Um, so he's a true collectionist here. Uh, and in some ways, I think might even be a symbol for some trainers who just play the games and want to do something like this. Yeah, I mean, you, you get some of these like character of the week characters who, you know, have these gimmicks and it's like, yeah, you can try this too. I don't know how successful you'll be, but go for it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like it's an option. You can. Um, and the battle starts off with Pikachu's Thunderbolt, and Raichu just completely absorbs it uh, to fire off its own thunder at Pikachu, which Pikachu does in <laughs> Also, is like, braces itself, and is like... Yeah, to, to which show says, let's bum-rush them, and I'm like, show, just, just stop. Just don't, yeah. don't, don't talk this episode, and it'll be, like, perfect. Yeah. <sighs> I, I mean, I kind of was like... The more he talks, the more he irritates me, and I think that motivates my, my, like... Right. It's just like, man, at least give him, like, decent yeah. dialogue. Sure. Like, cut it down a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, get the sh let's get the show on the road. Let's get the show on the road. Show him a real Volt Tackle. And now it's a battle of Volt Tackles in the air. <laughs> and yeah, one of Don's splendid lines this episode. What a collision of Voltacles. Oh my god, the writing. Just incredible. <laughs> uh, and both Pikachu and Raichu fly off. Um, but the, Brock's like, oh, looks like they're even. But shows like, get real. Raichu's got the size. And just, you know, more of that dialogue. Splendid if you want to go and watch it. But Raichu confidently lands on the ground while Pikachu blasts through a rock that's behind him. A lot of rocks breaking this episode. Yeah. Uh, the, the Association of Peace for Rocks is going to come on in here and violate. It's like, side that violations to everyone. Um, <laughs> Ash goes in with Iron Tail. And Raichu also mirrors this move with its very long tail. Um, which we've actually seen. Oh, oh, you know what's funny? I was like, why didn't... Don user Pokedex here. And because we saw Raichu back, uh, I think before we turned a forest, actually. Did we? Yeah, it was this old lady's Pikachu that went off to evolve. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I'm glad we have this episode because that was a terrible one. Uh, and Raichu needs <laughs> some redemption. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we don't get any Pokedex entry this episode. 
Yeah, I thought she might do Pichu, actually. Yeah, you would think. I think just um, to keep the pacing, because this one is yeah. quick. It is. It is very quick. So I, I think it's okay if they leave it out. And I'm pretty sure we see Pichu later on, so not a total loss here. Um, but Ash is like, all right, I get Raichu might be physically stronger, but we have speed on our side, so Pikachu use quick attack. And as Pikachu goes in for this with a kind of cool 3D background, might I, might I add, um, it's quickly defeated by Raichu's girth, just, <laughs> just like stopping it in its tracks. And then show has Raichu charge up a hyper beam, which Pikachu tries to dodge, but is pinned down by Raichu's tail. Yeah, this is brutal. <laughs> this is like insanely like this is a dark strategy. Yeah, it's this like is... incapacitate and terminate, basically. Yeah, like a point blank hyper beam while pinned down against a rock like mm -hmm. this is cruel and it's yeah. like scary. <laughs> it's like Paul tactic, honestly. It is, and it's funny that you say that. It is. <laughs> um, as Pikachu tries to get up from this, he like looks up at Raichu and is just completely defeated while Raichu growls down at Pikachu. Um, and as Ash runs over to, to, to like pick up Pikachu from the ground, is defeated. Show, show, okay, show just keeps roasting him, and I'm like, I really want to see this guy get what's coming to him because he's like i had a harder time getting out of the bed if that pikachu yeah. were mine that would be a whole different game i don't get him at this point because he like then asks for the trade yes and then when ash says no he's like 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 he makes some comment about like oh i don't even want that pikachu anyways basically and it's like well then yeah like, like his whole his whole motivation is he thinks it's a strong Pikachu and then he battles it and then wins because obviously he has a Raichu mm -hmm. and with the exact same move pool minus Hyper Beam. Like, yeah, it has yeah, it yeah. has the upper hand. Like, obviously, you're going to win this. Mm -hmm. And then he's like disappointed that the Pikachu lost. But also, like, like that was his condition for getting the Pikachu. Right. I feel like he is trying a tactic where it's like, ha, you suck like at raising him, but like if it were with me, it would win. But it doesn't really come across that way. It's also not good. So Yeah. That's the most I can I can gather from show's tactics here. But yeah, he's increasingly brutal about this, especially as Ash continues to refuse to trade. Uh, Ash even says leaves. yes, and Ash even says "creep" behind him. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Right, like he's he pissed off Ash, which is like, oh yeah, he's only upset. one other person I know does that. And <laughs> speak of the devil. Yeah, I wonder who could be watching from the trees. Also a creep. Yeah, I well behind a rock uh, to, to be logistically fair, but yes. <laughs> um, at some point, show said pathetic, and I'm like, oh, I know who's in this episode. Yeah. Uh, almost like his ears were tingling, and we see Paul <laughs> come around the corner. Just and saying, call like, Ash that was pathetic. Yeah, and says, and Ash is like, did you see what happened? And he's like, yeah, and it wasn't pretty. Um, Sadly, this is like the most um, mm -hmm. helpful we've seen Paul. <laughs> 
yeah. in a long time is mm-hmm. like sure he like rags on Ash here and like calls him pathetic, but it's also like you can tell he doesn't want Ash to be in this position. Yes, he wants I think especially Pikachu to live up to his expectations. Yeah, and I think part of it is just Paul's wanting of a worthy rival. Mm, mm-hmm. So you think and he still see, sees that in Ash? I think he sees that in Pikachu. Okay, I don't know yeah. if he sees that in Ash. Totally fair. But, but going back to the previous episode, we talked about where Ash meets Reggie, was his name? Yes, yeah. his brother. Um, like, it's clear that Paul has talked about this Pikachu, specifically. Yes. He has an interest in this Pikachu. Mm -hmm. So whether or not he's just putting on a facade when he calls Ash pathetic, which I'm not sure of at this point, Mm -hmm. he probably does look down on Ash to some degree. Um, He's impressed by this Pikachu. Definitely, yeah. Um, Ever since we saw that Volt Tackle in like the second or third episode, um, mm-hmm. we see that Paul has an interest in it, which is, I think is a really cool uh, relationship there. That's not super explicit, but it's there for sure. And I uh, think it, it goes a little further here when he says, like, I think Pikachu needs to evolve, mm-hmm. and then you two will be even, more or less. Yeah. Like, it seems like Paul, like, knows that Ash could win this battle if Pikachu mm. was a Raichu. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to straight out admit it. Like he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want to give Ash that much credit. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, I'll acknowledge it, but you're not going to get those words out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, and Brock does say like, well, he has a point that right that Pikachu can't learn Hyper Beam without evolving. Um, and I think out of Brock's trying to like, <laughs> like soften the blow from Paul here, but. That doesn't seem to be the biggest issue in this case. Right. I mean, I think it's they draw attention to that because it's the only difference in their moveset. Yes, well, exactly. There's there's Thunderbolt versus Thunder, I guess. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, practically the same. Exactly. In terms of effect and usage, they're pretty, pretty similar. Like in earlier episodes when Pikachu did know Thunder, it was... Like, just shown as a more powerful Thunderbolt to any extent. I mean, even here, they use the same animations later on in the episode. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this is where we brush over to the Pokemon Center as Pikachu blacks out. Uh, and Nurse Joy's like, you have to leave me with Pikachu here. And they go into the <sighs> emergency room where they uh, are trying to resuscitate Pikachu, basically. Uh, over time, like... Nurse Joy pulls out the defibrillators and has <sighs> Chansey continue to tell it to like raise the voltage, raise the voltage, and it's very intense. Like Ash yeah. starts crying, and it seems like his voice is what causes Pikachu to wake up. So this scene bothered me. I'm just gonna be completely honest. I feel like the stakes for this specific scene were way too high. In that, yeah. That, like, Pikachu almost died here. Right. <laughs> and Pikachu has been through way worse than a Raichu. Heck, he's beaten a Raichu before. Yeah. Or he's he's yeah. battled and lost to a Raichu, which mm-hmm. gets covered in just a second. Right. And then 
he's beaten that same Raichu. Like we've had this story before. Mm-hmm. And it's been like this specific issue has been overcome in the past. And for it to be a character of the week, like random guy they met in the woods that almost kills Pikachu is just absurd to me. And he, I think it's my biggest complaint to the episode is that this guy doesn't have any other relevance. Mm, yeah. I, and, I, and for him to raise the stakes that much in the first half of an episode is just wild to me. Would Okay, so would it be more acceptable then if it wasn't shown that Pikachu's health was in such grave danger? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can yeah, agree with I think, that. I think... It, and part of it is that, like, point-blank hyperbeam, like, logically that tracks that that would be something that could kill a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's one of the strongest moves in the series. It's, like, applied point-blank from, like, a significantly larger version of the target Pokemon. Like, that tracks, but it still doesn't feel right in the context of what we've seen Pikachu go through in the past. Yeah, and... As we kind of do a sequence that's loosely Ash's relationship with Pikachu flashing before his eyes, we see a ton of their past opponents, including... Uh... Okay, this is actually really worthy of talking about. So oh, these flashbacks? I didn't catch all of them. Yeah, let, let me walk through them. So, the first one is... Ash and Pikachu meeting in the first episode. Um, him getting shocked by Pikachu there. Uh, later on, how Ash is protecting Pikachu from the Spearow. Uh, and then we see a one of the Ash's gym battles against a Gyarados. So I think this might have been um, Claire and Johto. Oh. And then one where he is face where he's earning the symbol from one of the Battle Frontier heads. Interesting choices. And it's Brandon. Which is... The Battle Pyramid head. Okay. And the one symbol missing from Reggie. from Reggie. Yeah. Yep. I, I was see like, where this why? is going. Yeah! <laughs> I, was, I didn't even think about it until now. I was like, why did they show this? Okay. And then right I do that, like the callbacks. I, I think the callbacks are fitting. I mm-hmm. think especially this one, that, that one's awesome. So, like, I do like that, and I like how we get mm. uh, the discussion here in a sec about the previous Raichu battle that we've seen. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, r- this whole thing could work a lot better if they didn't show Pikachu on the verge of death, basically. Yeah, agreed. Uh, um, I think like that's the, my biggest complaint with this episode. Exactly. Yeah, it's like just the whole... Um, just the amount of weight this has is, is a little too much. Um, and, and I don't yeah. know. I feel like those mm-hmm. sort of stakes would have worked for me if, say, this was like the battle against Volkner later on. Mm-hmm. If like... I don't remember Volkner's team, and I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. But if Volkner had a Raichu and did this exact thing to Ash, I would have accepted it. I would have been like, yeah, yeah. that's fine. 
Mm-hmm. But the fact that this is some random that they just met in the forest that you're right. already like starting to hate. It's like, wh- like, why? D- who gave this character the right to do that? Yeah, because the like, last time we saw this, it was also a gym leader. Yeah. And it's like, wh- like, why is this the thing that almost brings like the main Pokemon from this you know, four regions long series. Yeah, to his demise. <laughs> right. Halfway um, through the middle season of, <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And like to me, I think it bothered me more when I first saw this episode. This is probably the fourth time I've seen this episode, and each time I have a different take on it, which I okay. find. Which I'm, I I'm like, I thought I, I, I keep flip flopping between like either not liking it or really liking it. Um, but you'll That's see more fair. of my take as we go on. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, and after Pikachu is resuscitated, we cut to the like end of the day basically, and he's resting in his bed. Which I was like, you don't have a Pokemon size bed for him? <laughs> it's like a massive human bed. <laughs> Right. In a massive human hospital room. Yeah, like there's a curtain and everything. I'm like, what? It's very dramatic. Yes. Just like the rest of the scene. Like, it's so dramatic. Yeah. And Pikachu tries to like jump out the window. And she's like, no, Joe, you, you need a rest, buddy. Um, but he gets the message that he wants to battle Raichu again. And everyone here is talking to Pikachu, saying, like, hey, we know you're frustrated, but like, you gotta rest first. Yeah, you're in the condition you're in, like you, you can't just do that. You're gonna hurt yourself, basically. And I really like this. Actually, it makes Pikachu feel like a very conscious character. Almost like, in some ways, he's been like built up to be. But at the same time, they have that line between like human and Pokemon. I'd like it more if we didn't just have this setup with Chimchar at the end of the last season. Oh, what what do you mean? Like badly injured, like oh. I guess it's like slightly different in that Paul was forcing Chimchar to battle and this is like Ash like like it's mirrored, like Ash is trying to get Pikachu to not battle. But like Interesting. on the verge of death both times, like dramatic surgery scene, like relevant flashback scene. Uh, being told that the Pokemon shouldn't battle, battling anyways. Like, it's it's a very similar setup. Okay. I didn't even really think about that. It's interesting. Um, maybe I would have if Chimchar had come at all, at all. Like, we even saw Paul, and I didn't even think about Chimchar. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. But we do get, as, as you were talking about, some flashbacks. Ash explains to Don why he has this Thunderstone that he pulls out. And he says that he got it back in Vermilion City. And we see, like, the, the thankfully, like, redone art for that scene in, in like, modern um, style. And we see yeah. Brock in, like, in his old uh, outfit, which I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think one thing that could have made this slightly better is if, like, when Brock made the comment about, like, maybe you could evolve Pikachu, like, he mm-hmm. could have hinted at the Thunderstone. He didn't, 
like have to outright say it, but it's clear Brock should have remembered that Ash had it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because he I was mean, there, and he's shown there. Right. Like, at some points, one of them might have, like, said to the other, like, do you think or something? Yeah, exactly. Just mm-hmm. something as simple as that would have been so nice. Yeah. So it, it was. it did feel a little less natural how he had to pull it out and then explain everything. And before Pikachu can give its two cents, it again, like, blacks out and goes to sleep. So he, Ash leaves the Thunderstone on the bedside table. Uh, and we get a cool little moment with, with Team Rocket, which I thought was fun. Yeah, they, like, really don't want Pikachu to evolve. Yes. Meowth is specifically against this on an ethical, moral... <laughs> Uh, standing basically because he's like, no, 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 right. no. Uh, if I don't evolve, Pikachu doesn't evolve, and that's it. <laughs> um, exactly. But is like, this oh. mm-hmm. is this past the point? Like, do we, as the audience, as someone who has been watching, say everything up until this point, has it been revealed? Meowth's thing, or is that told later? His history of like why he can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was like. I don't know. Wait, what episode are we on? Uh, 540 of like total anime. Yeah, that was revealed like 400 episodes ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just making sure, because... Oh, because you're like, oh, is that going to come up later? Yeah. It's surprisingly... I mean... It doesn't come up. Uh Uh-huh. He kind of simplifies it here as well. Um, But basically, he's like, no, I, I want to be the one on the boss's lap as a Meowth, not as a Persian, but he's, he's not, he's not getting there, sadly. (laughs) Um, but at least in their case, they're like, we can keep Pikachu as it is. And we know that it's, it would even say, we know it would be really powerful as a Raichu, but it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. So appreciate that little insight from team rocket there as well. We then, hmm? Oh, wait, never mind. They don't. I, I was trying to think. They don't. But they. Wait. Didn't What's they up? try to force. No, they didn't try to force Pikachu to evolve. Oh, okay. In the I, I, League episode? Yep. Did they? They did. Team Rocket, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> we get a really weird contradiction here because back in Jubilife they tried to evolve Pikachu using their dumb thing machine like evolution machine that they got from the Magikarp salesman Uh, and this is part of the trivia so yeah it's really weird this is why that episode just shouldn't exist the B-Button League like yeah yeah so I'm not the to greatest. Think if they've tried to force Pikachu to evolve later on. I don't think they have. Yeah, I think they're they have been pretty set on just Pikachu being Pikachu. There, I know there are a couple more evolution scares. One in Sun and Moon, and yes. one in Journeys. Right. Where they like tease that possibility, but I don't think Team Rocket does either of them. No. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, it's just kind of like nature. <laughs> is this yeah. like the main uh, thing there? Uh, but here it's hinted that it might be Pikachu as Ash, Dawn, and Brock come into the room later at night to see Pikachu missing, a window open, and the Thunderstone gone. 
Yeah, and you can tell Ash is kind of hurt mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah, if Pikachu wanted to evolve, that's fine with me. But you can like hear the pain. Yeah. In his voice. Like he wasn't sure about this decision. I don't know why he left the Thunderstone right there. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, but the lighting on Ash's face during this realization is amazing. Yes. Like, yeah. It, it's just so great like as he's like in shock it's like processing it very clearly and then that's when we we have dawn say like ash i'm thinking there's only one reason pikachu would would take the stone and that's where we get that moment of acceptance that you just said i'm like oh wow that like that kind of hurt <laughs> yeah um, this could be like a very big change mm-hmm. like, like it, it really could shift the entire show right or the rest of its tenure, if if this change ever happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also why this episode bothers me so much, because, again, yeah. such a huge change could be attributed to just a character of the week episode had they just decided mm-hmm. to write it slightly differently. Right. It, it's just so close in, in lots of things. Like, even here, as Ash is searching for Pikachu, we get more really pretty flashbacks of him and Pikachu going through a snowstorm and Kanto climbing up a, a mountain in Hoenn. So we see moments from his, his history, like very clearly. Um, right. Showing him in different outfits. And as Ash stumbles upon Pikachu's location, it, he finds him practicing full tackle on uh, a bunch of boulders and actually not taking that much damage from him, apparently. Yes, but we also see this animation of a thunderbolt striking. Out oh, of Volt tackle right before this, right, right when they like figure out where he is. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what is a thunderbolt from the sky, which is that animation that I say is reused because we're going to see it here in a sec with thunder. Exactly, yeah. But before that, uh, it's revealed that Team Rocket is there as well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. We're actually a relevant plot device rather than yeah, <laughs> like the antagonist of this episode. Yeah, it's super. It's really nice when they do this. He's like, "Yeah, you guys keep trading. We're just gonna take this thunderstone." Okay, bye. They <laughs> just leave. Yeah, I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> like, Ash is confused, but I'm like, oh, that's really cute, actually. Uh, and it makes sense. Like, yeah, you could. They would probably want to rob something like that as well. Um, and we yeah. know exactly what they're going to use it for, but they, they say explicitly what it's for later, which is nice. Exactly. Uh, and Ash is like, yeah, let's go back and rest and we'll train tomorrow. Um, so we get to the next day where Ash is walking out of the Pokemon Center with a rested Pikachu. And even Brock says, like, oh, Pikachu's healed fast. Again, yeah. putting into question, like, did you really need to make it so like drastic that he was injured if you're right. gonna turn like, it around like this? Like he almost died last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now he's like a hundred percent ready to go. Like <sighs> Yeah, like it, it, that's just that one detail that definitely weirdly skews the episode. Um because they even they try to brush past it very um very soon afterwards. Uh, and here, as they're kind of hyping themselves up, uh, we see Pikachu, like, talking to Ash, and then distracted by Paul, who's checking out the Pokemon Center, and 
they they quickly like do a little like staring competition before Paul just closes his eyes and like walks past them. And this this rivals the uh, the maze episode in terms of Paul appearances. Just <laughs> spectacular, incredible hey, performance, Paul. Hey, ten out had, of ten. He had more to do here than in the maze episode, <laughs> and he talked to only Ash. That's fair. Uh, so I'll give him credit there. But yeah, it's it's definitely like, oh yeah, Paul's here too. Um, He's a thing. He was in this episode. Exactly. Fun. And we get the, I I think my favorite training, which is with Frisbees. uh, Ash. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Ash throwing them and Pikachu uh, jumping up in the air to catch it with its tail and continue the spin with it. uh, Which I'm like, oh, that's actually not the worst way to train like a creature. For... Oh, tra- I mean, it makes sense. It's just like so different mm-hmm. from what we're used to in terms of Pikachu's training. Well, is it? We have seen a lot of spin meta. We have, and it gets discussed here in a bit. Yeah. And in the next episode, which is... And I, I like how they acknowledge this. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I mean, usually, like, Ash's mm-hmm. training involves, like, going like training those specific attacks yeah and this is a little outside of that that's true but i will bring up do you remember how he won against lieutenant surge no he was like pichu was having trouble absorbing the attacks and yes. what he did was have train pikachu to use its tail as a lightning rod and stick it in the ground as a way to like divert the electricity away from its body into the ground. Mm, yeah. I think this is better than that, honestly. I agree. I do think this episode kind of looms in the shadow of the Lieutenant Surge episode, though. I, think I guess we, we can get to that when we get yeah. to the end, but. Exactly. Um, I don't know. It, it tries so hard to be that episode. I'll share my thoughts on that, on that. But uh, as they're in the middle of their training, they see that Thunderbolt animation, which they say is Raichu's Thunder. So, like, I guess Pink- Ash just sure. really knows the difference between those two. <laughs> uh, you see, Thunder has uh, three bolts coming out of it, while Thunderbolt has four. Oh, of course, of <laughs> nope. course. The electricity only, scattering effect. Only the known. most observant, only the most observant Pokemon trainers like Ash Ketchum are able to, uh, to notice things like that. I mean, hey, he's had this Pikachu know both these moves before, so maybe it's possible. Maybe he just knows. Yeah, uh, he challenges Show to a battle. He brings out Pichu to watch. It's like, oh, cute. <laughs> uh, love little Pichu, uh, and he's <laughs> like, as they're starting the battle, Pikachu like taunts Raichu and I was just like oh Pikachu says you get the first move and Sho says why you little oh I love this moment because of why mm-hmm. Sho gave Pikachu the first move in the first battle exactly he says like losers go first or something along those lines and it's like oh <laughs> oh Pikachu Pikachu feisty today it's like a, a burn in the south like oh he, he did it without like, like yeah <laughs> like bless your heart 
<laughs> right, exactly. Pikachu just blessed your heart, this trainer. Incredible. Uh, Raichu goes in for Iron Tail, and Pikachu um, ha- starts doing some spins to dodge. Um, and shows like, hey, this might be fun. So immediately he's like, oh, this is different vibe than last time we battled. And uh, honestly, I really like this battle. And yeah, it's a good I, battle. Yeah, I don't want to do it too much of the service by breaking it down too much. So I highly recommend watching it. But the basic gist is we see a lot of Pikachu's agility really take the stage in the way that like you assumed it might in the first time, like in the first battle mm-hmm. that we saw between these two. Um, but also with some tricks up its sleeve that I really enjoy, which just kept me on edge every time we every time like something new happened. Yeah, a lot of great battle choreography, a mm-hmm. lot of unique uses of moves and applications. Yes. Um, we get like a very strategic ash, like You can feel that he's planning something. So this is this is the Ash that I like the most and Mm. this is the Ash that is all of Kalos, basically. And And that's why I like Kalos so much is because he is this creative and he comes up with these solutions and he reads his opponents and is observant and it's Ash at his strongest because his strength isn't as a trainer it's as a tactician Mm. interesting and his ability to think on his toes and react to his surroundings and and his conditions as they change okay see and and that that's just the ash i like the most okay yeah i also really enjoy this version of ash i really need to put more time into kalos because I've only seen a few episodes, and they didn't really impress me too much. So I, I may have to search for the ones that really I, showcase Ash. I recommend the one, I think it's the fairy gym leader. I can't remember her name. The one who has, like, the butterfly costume. Okay. There is um, one moment I've heard from a gym battle where he, like, undoes trick room. And yes, like, that's it. That's the one. Really? Okay. The the trick room strategy that he uses is actually incredibly good. Really? Like it, okay. it's, it's clever and it's in a way because trick room's a hard thing to convey in the anime because it's not yeah. strictly turn based. Right. Um so there's that one and then the psychic gym leader where he um he outsmarts future sight. In a, oh. in a really clever way as well. That's that's another good one. Okay. I, I've only seen a clip of how he gets around Trick Room, and to me that was like... I, that left a weird taste in my mouth, and maybe I just need more context for it, but... Yeah, I think in context, because he struggles with it at first. Okay. And it's his like, adaptation to it that makes it good. I see. Um, the future side is similar, and then his battle with Clement is also pretty good. Oh, okay. I have to see that. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that he would battle Clement eventually, so that's nice. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, this 
this is one of the top battles in this season already. Yeah, it's such a good battle, and it's, I don't know, it's a shame it's in this episode, honestly. Yeah, it's just a shame of who his opponent is, really. Yeah. Um, I would have enjoyed if maybe, like, you're already doing a lot of great stuff with continuity. Like, maybe have Lieutenant Surge show up again or something. Yeah, or even, like, a first taste of Volkner. Mm, yeah. That could Something be cool. Something like that. Like, if you really wanted to go the electric trainer route, there's options. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and in some way, I get why they do it, so it's very clear that you want Ash to defeat this person. Um, mm-hmm. Just from, like, a personal satisfaction side of things. Uh, but it, it is just, like, frustrating, because I think, yeah. ultimately... It would be better to say, I love that battle between Ash and this person versus I love this battle between Ash and this person I hate. And who we don't even get a proper name. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like that one guy who calls himself like the incredible Mr. Show or something like that. Right. So I I don't dignify him enough by saying that full title. Also, partly because I can't remember it all. But still, (laughs) um. Some of the ways that this battle kind of does a great job of doing things near the end include um, Pikachu countering Iron Tail by, like, grabbing onto Raichu's Iron Tail and use its momentum against it by flinging it into a tree. And uh, that's where we see the end of the battle, where we get a moment... Showing the trainer, like, not even looking in that direction because it happens so fast that he has to, like, take a moment to see where his Raichu went. Right. Um, and on the other side, we see... Oh, well, this isn't in the battle. Sorry. It's right after this. Um, as we get Pikachu land on its side of the tree, um, dodge Raichu's tail as it tries to pin it down again for a hyper beam. Um, and we get a great finishing move of... Pikachu spinning up in the air using Iron Tail, and then coming down like freaking Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, <laughs> delivering the final blow on this petrified Raichu, which is amazing. Yeah, it's brutal battle. A lot of fun things in it, though. Yes, there's like no, no shortage of action in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pikachu triumphantly like pauses and does the classic. Ash thing of holding the two fingers in the air for victory. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, uh, I love this so, so much. Yeah. yeah. And we get one look at Paul, who's apparently been watching the battle, and then walks away dramatically. Yeah, and then we also get a comment from Dawn mm. about how they've really made that spin move their own. Yes. Which, and- which we'll hear at the start to open the next episode as well. Exactly. Yeah. So a, a lot of nice setup here and acknowledgement that does get paid off, which is always nice. Um, Team Rocket is is like on the <laughs> side, happy, celebrating, and they're like, "Well, we don't get Pikachu, but we can sell this Thunderstone, so that's cool." Yay, money! <laughs> we get to eat. <laughs> um, and as they are are the, as like again, sunset comes around. Um, they're saying goodbye to to show, and I'm like. Did you really need this? Yeah, and he, like, is really nice to them. And, and what threw uh-huh. me off was actually before this battle is he calls Ash a friend. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
is like right when Ash challenges him again, he's like, oh, hey, it's my friend. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious because now this feels like a pattern in some of these episodes lately that the, the translation might be just slightly off. Yeah, probably. So that could be why the characterization kind of moves the way it does and seems can just seems a little weird at points. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of like turns around his personality a bit here. Um, and we see our heroes walk off into the sunset, quite literally. Wrapping up this episode of Battle Dimension. So, Pika and Goliath, with all that said, what would you rate it? Okay. I'm going to put it at a 5.5. Really? Okay. I think it tries a lot of things. Like, the okay, the battles, both battles are great. And the contrast between the two battles are great. What bothers me is everything in between. Um, I think, like, we've said it already, but the stakes are just too high in between. And it feels unearned because of who this battle is against. Sure, yeah. I think the premise of it is fine. It got until... I got until... First time I watched it, I got until the hospital scene before I was like, oh, this is just the Lieutenant Surge episode. So it didn't hook me right away. Mm. I don't dislike it because it does a lot of good things. I just think it fell short in terms of the stakes, a little bit of the setup, and the main antagonist of the episode. Just drove me crazy yeah i can overlook the antagonist a bit but it it kind of comes together for me better because by the end in the second battle they don't even really acknowledge the stakes of having pikachu like get traded over or evolve to beat this raichu which i think is kind of well, well mostly the the former that like this like it's not about Ash losing Pikachu. Um yeah. and I'm glad they did that because like that was for me like the weakest point of the episode. Um and the whole like Pikachu being in its deathbed felt more like they felt forced to homage the first time we saw this happen. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I get it, like we, we want to show the continuity and contrast. But I kind of really like the in-between because it shows that while we've seen Pikachu overcome this before, now it's a bit different. It's not that he just has to like absorb the power of his opponent into the ground. Like now he has to like do a lot more than he did before to overcome something like this because his opponent has also leveled up in a way. But I I just, I I don't know. I don't think there was, for me, there was enough strength to show to, to the character show <laughs> uh, uh, that like made me think that he would be like ten, ten times stronger than Surge. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what bothered me about it was it's this random character where Ash has overcome this challenge before. And and he's done it against an opponent who was stronger than him and was, you know, like physically intimidating and a gym leader. So he had that status. And now he's struggling against a kid who looks to be the same age, acts like half that age, mm-hmm. and is somehow stronger and more challenging to Ash than Surge was. Right. Like it could have used a lot more justification for why this guy is so powerful. And and that's why I said earlier is this could have been a point, not saying it needed to be, but it could have been a point to introduce Volkner because he has that reputation of being so incredibly strong as an electric type trainer. See, but then if you do that, you're like, oh, he bit the gym leader already. Well, maybe, maybe you don't make the point of the episode to beat him or you do the thing where they do a lot where they make the episode end in a draw. You've done that plenty of times. I guess that could work, but the strengths, there's definitely pros and cons to show. And I think one of the pros oh, sure. here is the fact that he's a, he's a, just a, such an unlikable character. The yeah. clear win on Pikachu's part feels so good here. But it, it's satisfying, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if, like, they could do something to avoid them facing off so quickly in the beginning. I don't and, think so, because it sets up the conflict. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole maybe, point is that he lost. What if, if like, maybe the battle was interrupted, but we saw that Pikachu was losing? And Ash Possibly. is like, like, and then at that push, that puts Ash in, like, a very alerted state instead of the whole, like, Pikachu's now on the deathbed kind of thing as, as the... Yeah. So, I think that yeah, work. Right. There's, like, me that could work potentially. I, I don't know, but... But even, mm-hmm. even so, I think what bothers me about it is that this... This loss, this first loss against Sho, mm-hmm. was almost more influential in Ash using the Thunderstone than the Lieutenant Surge battle was when mm. Ash was a less experienced, less mature trainer back then. You know, this yeah. is this is three regions later, and he's still wrestling with this. Well, it, it's still different though because here. It's very much, hey, giving Pichu, like, hey, I know you decided this before, but do you want to reconsider? Versus the first time being right. like, hey, do you just want to win? Like, he just kind of is very, is very short-sighted compared to now. Right, but what I'm saying is that mm-hmm. Pikachu has overcome a very similar Raichu battle before. Mm. And so the fact that this, that Ash is even, like, that this is Ash's first um, his first solution to the problem is what bothers me about it is that, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's overcome so many challenges with Pikachu specifically by training and getting stronger and putting in that effort. Whereas just because Paul suggests it once 
now it's time to evolve Pikachu. Mm, yeah. Okay, I see that. And and maybe it's just that Paul can get inside Ash's head so easily. Maybe. But and and that's why they added Paul into this episode to be the one to suggest it. But the fact that this is Ash's plan A is what bothered mm. me. Right. Because like we've gone through we've gone through three generations where he's had this thunderstone in his pocket and it's never addressed. Yeah, it it does seem weird that that comes up, but he also doesn't say, but we didn't because we found another way and we can do that again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see that. I, and maybe they, I don't know why they didn't want to bring it up too much. If they already brought up so much of that episode in the here. Yeah. Like the the way that scene is kind of glossed over is because Pikachu is, is going to say something and then he blacks out and then like scene over. Um, but it could have been an opportunity to really discuss his idea behind it. Right. Um, because Pikachu is, is ultimately the one here who decides like, yeah, I can overcome this without evolving. Right. Um, but yeah, I still, I really think this back half of the episode is so strong and just the battle and narrative. Yeah, no, the battles, the battles are incredible. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what keeps it above a five for me. Okay. It's just, I have issues with the setup and the stakes. Yeah. Those are my biggest things. Yeah. For me, it definitely is weird when you start to dissect it, but I, it's, it's a good I, episode. If you don't think about it too hard, <laughs> in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, as soon as you get into the details about it, it doesn't hold up very strongly. Yeah. There's just a, some weird things because they bring up details, which is, is kind of usually what I like seeing that continuity <laughs> acknowledged. But at the same time, not fully doing it just enough. Yeah, they don't get far enough with it. Yeah, it, it's like, just, just, you're almost there. Just, just take like two more steps. And um, it's as simple as adding like two more lines. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I still really liked it. And I was surprised because I saw this replayed maybe a, a few months ago on like Pokemon TV uh, streaming right. on Twitch. And I was like, oh, this really, I don't really like this as much. But then this time I really did. And I'm kind of torn, but ultimately I'll give it a 7.5, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And before we move on to the next episode, I think we're going to take a quick break and come back with another interesting kind of callback slash anachronistic thing for a character. Uh, but you'll find yeah. out about that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. I do. All right, so uh, we'll be back in just one minute, and uh, you'll catch us then. <laughs> 